Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church at Greer Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. Now, this week, we have a really special guest on the show, uh, a man named Mr. Paul Bull. Now, several several years ago, when we, when we first planted in Greer, I met Mr. Paul at the Greer Soup Kitchen. In case you don't know, we've, we've got a, a weekly ministry at the Soup Kitchen that's been, that we've basically been participating in since the first year of our church plant's life. Uh, Mr. Paul Bull asked us to come lead a Bible study. We'll, we'll talk about that story a little bit. Uh, but he asked about our church, was curious about us, and we told him to come on, come visit. And he did. And uh, he visits just about every week with us ever since. Now, a few weeks ago, while Mr. Paul was serving at the soup kitchen, he caught his own feet and fell and broke his hip. And he recently had to undergo a partial hip replacement surgery. Uh, he's been recovering in an assisted living community in the area. And I asked him if I could come visit him while he was in this uh, re- recovery room. Asked him if we could come chat, and I asked him if we could have him on our show. And when I initially asked him, his eyes got really wide, and he said, yeah, I guess so. So here's a portion of our brief little conversation. Um, it picks up after we've been talking for several minutes, so it, we're sort of hopping in right in the middle of this conversation. But uh, give it a listen. I think you'll find it encouraging. And I'll have a few words at the end as well. You good to go? Yeah. You ready to roll? I'm good. All right. Now, Mr. Paul, I appreciate you being on the show today. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Paul, we we met initially through the Greer Soup Kitchen. Yeah. I asked you, I asked you come do a devotion, and you came back. That's right. You know, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. How did you get my information? I went to the, uh, see, we didn't have, I was the only one doing them, and we went to the, uh, I went to the Bible college and talked talked to a professor down there. Okay. Told him the situation, and he gave me your name. Okay. He gave me your name and number. Do you remember what professor you talked to? No, I don't. I don't remember his name. He was just one of the professors, you know. Okay. All I remember. Okay. So you were doing the Friday Bible study all by yourself. Yeah. To you start out with, and I wanted other people to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, he gave me your name. I called you. You know, you came on down. You gave me David's name, mm-hmm. and finally got John's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John has been doing that now for what? He's been doing a good while. Now. Yeah, he has, and he's he's been doing he, a good job. He has. And then you started visiting with us some on Sundays, coming to worship with us. Yeah, I learned. You know, I learned probably through you about your church. I guess I just started coming on Sunday. You know, I find it. Uh, Interesting to see the young couples, you know, mm-hmm. with the little kids and the little babies. I mean, I, I just find that interesting. And then the college students, you know. I've been involved in North Greenville College, you know. They worked up there for a while. Okay. Doing, uh, well, doing surveying work, you know. Doing those topographic maps that the architect has to have for building, you know. Uh-huh. No map, it just shows the sewer lines and water lines and trees and streets and everything how it is sitting in there. And then got elevation lines across it so the line of ground rises and falls. The architect has to have those for you. Um, 
designs the building, you know, and also engineer that uh, to design the drains. So I, we did a lot of those, and we'd stake out buildings and parking lots, you know. So I, I spent a good time. I spent a long, a lot of time up there. I was up there working probably when you was up there. Oh yeah, that would have been. I was up there, two thousand five to two thousand. Yeah, I was up there then. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you've seen it change a good bit. Oh yeah, it's it's changed a lot since I first came up there. Now you were telling me just a moment ago that in ten days you'll be celebrating your eighty second birthday. Yeah. Now, what year did you? And and you told me that you're from Taylor's originally. Yeah. And you graduated from Taylor's High School. Right. What year did you graduate high school? 1955. 1955. 55. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure that Taylor's looks a lot different and Greer looks a lot yeah. different. And North Greenville looks a lot different than it did. Yeah. Well, the old, the old Main Street about the same. Okay. But, you know, out there on 29, and the subdivisions have been built around. That That's where the change has been. Yeah, that's amazing. You so you said that your father worked at the textile mill. Oh yeah, it was a textile plant. They were they were running three shifts. Okay. Running three shifts, never shut down. A lot of people came in there and worked. They didn't have a lot of modern. They didn't have the modern equipment they got now in the textile plant. It took a lot of people to run textile plant back then, and uh, they would come in there from everywhere. A lot of people. And, uh, and y'all lived in that mill village? like Yeah, I lived on that mill village, yeah, on the river over. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me that this, the Greenville Presbyterian Seminary, that's right there on Main Street, that was the high school building. That correct? was the high school, where the uh, Greenville Presbyterian so, uh, Bible College Seminary. Mm. Have you been back into the mill since they've started doing some work? In, in... And Yeah, I've been back in the mill. They've they done stuff down there. They got stuff going. Mm-hmm. They've got restaurants and yeah, yeah, and uh, coffee places and all yeah. sorts of things back there now. I believe we got trains down there. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I've heard about that. And, and, uh, and people are getting married in there. That's pretty wild to think right, about. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. That. There's a there's a, a venue down there that they actually John Hyatt got married in the, in the mill. He did. Yeah, I'm there. He did. Oh, yeah. My grandmother worked in a mill in Simpsonville, and my, yeah. my sister had her wedding reception there. Yeah. And, and my grandmother said she just couldn't believe it that yeah. the place where she wants to, you know, used to work on the line down there yeah. it was now a wedding yeah. reception venue. Oh, there were textile plants everywhere back then. Greenville, no tell how many Greenville had. They had a lot of them. They were just textile plants everywhere. Hmm. All shut down now. Well, tell me about tell me about your your faith. When did you when did you become a Christian? Well, you know, I've raised, I've always been in First Baptist Church. I guess uh, I kind of accepted Christ when I was around eight years old. But I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing. Didn't know what I was doing really. Hmm. And then Billy Graham is uh, early sixties. Billy Graham had a crusade over at Greenville. Hmm. And well, it's what now the TD Center, but it was just old wear a huge warehouse then. But they they fill it full of chairs. He had a crusade there, and that's when I accepted Christ. I kind of I knew what I was doing then. Hmm. I knew that's when I really came to Christ. Obviously. Hmm. What year was that? That was uh, probably about nineteen sixty-two. Okay. Something like that. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you have been a member at Greer First? All my life. All your life? Yeah. All your life. That's something. All my life now. And uh, where were you? What about your parents? Were they? I'm assuming they remember. Well, they, my mother was there a long time ago for my parents' marriage. Okay. She was there all. She might have been there all her life, maybe. And uh, so my mother was there. You know, my parents' marriage. So I just, I just been career first all my life. You know. Hmm. And uh, I go to Sunday school there now and then. Come on over Church Greer Station. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we love Greer First. We've got, we're going to be, we've done this the past few years where we've we've done Vacation Bible School. With oh, yeah? Them. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. We do. And then on um, every other month on Sunday nights, we have our members meetings over at the gym. Oh, every month, okay. Yes, sir. So we, we love Doug and all yeah. those folks over at Greer First. Yeah, Doug, Doug's a good man. He is. He really is. First Baptist would love you to get him. Yes, sir. I agree. Now, um, you were telling me I, I was. We were talking about your involvement over the soup kitchen, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, uh, well, let me ask you: How often are you over there? Is that a once a week thing or most? Soup kitchen used to be um, Friday and Sunday. Okay. Early Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And in addition to that, you Greer Community Ministries delivering meals. Yeah. Well, and. Uh, I was down there Monday through Thursday. I worked in the kitchen early, washing pots and pans. Okay. And then a lot of days, you know, a meal driver wouldn't come in. One of the drivers took meals out. And they'd get me to fill in, you know, about 10.30. They'd get me to fill in and run the route for them. And I used to love to run those country routes. Hmm. Yeah, I used to love to run. You tell, in addition to that, you told me that you do some prison ministry as well. Some what now? Some prison ministry. Yeah. Um, uh, I got involved with what... It was called a Bill Glass ministry to start with. Uh, based in Texas. Bill Glass was a uh, pro football player, defensive end Cleveland Browns. And uh, he went south with him, Bab Simmons, in offseason. Got a degree. And there's a fella up there in uh, Ohio said, Bill, I want you to go to this prison down here at Marion, Ohio. Pretty tough prison down there. Bill said, I don't, I don't much want to go down there. I don't, I don't, I don't need to be in prison, minister. About two months later, the man called him again and said, Bill, if you worth your salt, you go down there to prison. Bill said, I believe I better go. <laughs> so uh, he got uh, three or four of the Cleveland Brown teammates. They went down there to the prison. Got out, they got out on the yard. They let the inmates out on the yard. And they showed them some football stuff. Football things. And then they get, all gave a testimony. You know. And then they, uh, that was the beginning of it. Hmm. And it, it grew from there. They still use that same method. They bring uh, football players, pro ball players in, uh, power teams, you know, lift weights, maybe a, 
or outstanding singer or something like it, music, mm. music people. And they'll perform on the yard when they let the inmates out. And then, after that's so with, people like me just go with volunteers, you know. We got some tracks and a little simple Bible study, you know. Mm. We can go around and witness to them one on one. And we can also get them in a pretty good Bible study. It's a correspondence thing. But they still use that same method. I just went to one in Perry, Georgia down there about uh, about the 16th of March. Hadn't really been that long. And, uh, Perry, Georgia, that's a little town down south of Macon. That's way on down south of Atlanta. And uh, it, was, it was a pretty good weekend. They, uh, they just going on Saturday now. It used to go a couple of days, but they just going on do it on Saturday now. And uh, I, I kind of I kind of enjoy going on the weekends, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you meet meet some interesting people, you know. And then also, I went to uh, about twenty three years. I went to the uh, Greenwood County. Detention center over here. Okay. And met with them for Bible study. Okay. That was pretty interesting. I used to enjoy uh, going to the uh, the uh, medical place where I went, and uh, we'd get together for Bible study, and uh, kind of come find out. A lot of them knew the Bible better than I did. Hmm. Uh huh. A lot of them went there, you know, kind of petty things. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, really didn't amount too much, but they'd get them in there. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. All right, you you coming up at 82 years, 82 years old. Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, you, you've lived a long, full life. Yeah. And it seems like if anybody has the right to just take it easy and coast it's someone like you but still you choose to serve at the soup kitchen you choose to serve yeah by delivering meals yeah you you go to the prisons and come and, and are an encouragement to people like me why on earth would you do such a thing well you know uh i think i think lord's always got something for me to do hmm I don't know I've ever been told to sit down and quit, you know. Mm. <laughs> no fuck so. Mm. But talking about the uh, county jail over there, what a fella come at Bible study, he'd been in the Gulf War, the first war. Mm. And he he got out. They let him out. And uh, the next the next time I went down there, one of the fellows said he shouldn't have never been in here. Hmm. There wasn't any reason for him to be. Somebody else spoke up that he's right. He shouldn't have been here. Hmm. Well, you do have people in prison that probably shouldn't be there. Hmm. And uh, it's just. I guess it's just the way it goes, I guess. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, I found, uh, I just really enjoyed the meal on wheel routes, yeah, running over routes. You meet, you really meet some interesting people. I met two World War II veterans, mm. fought World War II. One of them was 92. He came in Germany uh, in about January of 45, and they fought across Germany, you know. And he had a plaque on the back door there, on the post said, hey, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hmm. So he was an interesting man. What would you say the most interesting experience you've had delivering meals is? During the meals? Uh, well, well, there's another man on North Rutherford Road. He was in a big battle in World War II. Hmm. Called Battle of Bulge. Mm, oh well. That was in uh, December nineteen forty five. They'd had the D Day invasion. They'd invaded and invaded France. The Allied forces had taken over France, liberated Paris, you know. Things were going good. They were going on toward Berlin, the end of the war. The front line was in uh, Belgium. And Hitler mounted all the tanks he could get and all the men equipment he could get, and they made a push in the Allied American-British lines. They drove them back about 30 miles, temperature below zero. Mm. And uh, they stopped them. General Patton came in, defeated them. He was on to Berlin, end of the war in May. But a man on North Rutherford Road, Ed Perry, he was in that battle. That's amazing. He, he was in it. And, That's amazing. Yeah, he was in it. I know I've talked to him much about it. Yeah, he was in it. So I find it really interesting to meet those World War II veterans. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I find it really interesting. Do you have vivid memories of World War II? Do I? Do you have vivid memories of World War II? Do I have family? Do you have vivid memories about World War II? Not, they, they not, I don't remember a lot about it. I remember when they dropped the bomb on uh, Japan. I do mm-hmm. remember that. And I remember, well, I remember my grandfather and granddaddy They'd listen to the radio at night and get the news and talk about it a little bit. Uh-huh. But I was pretty young. I didn't really comprehend what exactly what it was about, really, because they didn't talk to me much about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I do remember a little bit about it. And I had a cousin that was in it, and uh, he was in the Air Force in England. Now, do you have any brothers and sisters? No, I have any. Okay. Only one. Only one? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I saw that you're a junior. You're Mr. Paul Bull Jr. Yeah, my dad, Paul, said. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a junior. Do you have, I I know you have cousins and things that. Yeah, I got some cousins. Do they they live in this area? Yeah. Okay. On my mother's side, uh, I've got uh, three cousins in this area. Okay. Uh, Two. Two ladies live in downtown Greer, down there. Okay. One of them is right next door to me on Poinsett Street. And I got another one. Uh, he was a doctor. He lives over at Greenville. He retired. They all retired. And they 
they, they do they do they do a lot for me. They they see that everything taken care of. That's good. And you you never been married? Never been married. What did you do for work? What was your? I I worked at the highway department. I worked in a road layout and a surveying. Okay. At the highway department. Spent a lot of time over on eighty five. Okay. When it was widening from four lanes to six lanes. Mm-hmm. Yes, spent some time over there. That was, was quite an experience over there. And I had to maintain traffic through there. And then I was able to get my state land surveying license while I was there. Or retired, and then when I retired, I got the land surveying license. By the time I retired, uh, Dr. Epton called me up there in North Ring. Okay. That's when I, you know, North Green was in bankruptcy almost in 91. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost. And he found, uh, Dr. Epton found some uh, wealthy Baptists across South Carolina that were willing to uh, support them, you know. Mm-hmm. The uh, state convention wouldn't support them. And they were able to keep it afloat and then went to a four-year school. And that's when they started building some capital, you know, went to four years ago. And uh, when I retired about 97, I guess, he, they called me up there and they started building a few little dormitories. And uh, we helped them on that. And then from there on, they, they, got, to, they got to building other things. You know? Got to build like the, uh, that art center down there and the, Drama Center and uh, a dining hall, a dining hall. We worked on that. Uh, so I spent, uh, I spent most of my uh, uh, surveying time probably at North Greenville, most of it. Did a few little jobs other places. So I got, I kind of got tired of North Greenville. Was a graduate who has had many meals in that dining hall. Who has? I said, as a graduate myself, oh, yeah. who's had many meals in that dining hall. I'm sure you have. I'm, yeah. I'm appreciative of your work up there. I'm sure you have. Yeah, they got good food up there. They do. Yeah, the fried chicken. Yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah, they really got good food. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you one more question. Uh-huh. All right, you you know how young our church is. You know we've yeah. got yeah. You know I'm I'm 32. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'd say the average age of our church is probably somewhere in the late twenties. We got lots of young kids. Yeah. What sort of words of encouragement would you have for our church, and would you have for all these young folks? I I would just say, keep on doing what you're doing. Hmm. Yeah, I just I would I would say keep on doing what you're doing. Keep uh, see if maybe. Keep bringing young couples in, yeah, mm-hmm. and young people in. So, uh, I guess what this country needs, you know, is is young people getting into the church and getting serious about it, you know. Because uh, it's either for young people you ever drift off mm-hmm. after they finish, after they leave home, but that'd be my advice, just. Keep on doing what you're doing. 
Go y'all. Y'all pretty young. Place you're meeting down there, you got plenty of room down there. Yes, sir, it's good. Yeah, it is. That Chandler Creek's been really good to us. Yeah. You got a lot of room down there, that's good. We sure do. We need as much room as we can muster for all yeah. of those kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Mr. Paul, I appreciate you carving out some time this afternoon. Oh, yeah. So that oh, we yeah. can talk. Oh, yeah. This has been, this has been really encouraging. Mm hmm. I'm grateful to see how the Lord has used you and is continuing to use you in the servant heart and compassion that you have, and you're an example to us. Okay. And uh, we just appreciate you. Yeah, well, I uh, I I enjoy being involved with your church a little bit. I find find it really, I find it interesting and encouraging, kind of, to see all the young people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, I absolutely loved doing this interview. This is a saint that has lived in Greer his entire life. He was saved by the work of Billy Graham in the 1960s, and he has been steadfastly devoted to one church his entire life. He also told me that he's a big Clemson fan, that he attended there for a few years. He told me it was okay that I was a Gamecock, we could still be friends. And he said that he loved the author Lee Strobel. If you're familiar with the story of Lee Strobel, he's got a neat testimony and a story Mr. Paul loves to reflect on and tell. In fact, he's given me several little booklets that Lee Strobel has written, and I always see him passing them out at the soup kitchen. Uh, and he had this, when, when I first walked into his room, I noticed this amazing, battered, note-covered Bible. And he said that it had been held, toge- held together by scotch tape. And he said, it's a good study Bible, so I believe I better hang on to it. And then when I asked him what his plans were for the rest of the day after we concluded our time together, he said that he was going to catch up on his Bible reading because the, this hip thing's got me a little behind. May God raise up more saints like Mr. Paul Bull. Thanks for listening.